Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And while you're at Mid-America RV and online, you might as well make your way over to gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout. So like Airbnb, you don't even have to worry about it. There's nothing hidden from you. There's no extra charges. One of the best parts about their website. Not a matter of if, matter when you visit their site at gunspot.com. So be sure to do that right now. And while you're strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia. Check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mic'd Up, you're going to save $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. You better believe it. And while you have that nicer, newer ride, you're going to need your oil change and your tire serviced at some point. So if you're here in the Joplin listening area, you might as well make your way over to Downtown Lube for those services. Even though they do specialize in tires and lube, they are much more than that. So you can visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Once more, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change and your tire service or anything else with your vehicle maintenance. So be sure to make your way over to Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, get those tires lubed up. Mm. You mentioned Airbnb, and my brain immediately went there. I saw a thing where they're starting to crack down on all the services, and the post I saw is the services and the chores that people have to do. Yeah, it's like, hey, uh, I'm actually just going to go stay in a hotel now because mm-hmm. fuck this. Yeah, I don't. I, they come and make my bed for me every morning in a mm-hmm. hotel. Do they Even, steal one of my shirts? Yes, but my bed's made. Yeah, and they pick up all my trash and put it away and put my clothes in a nice, neat pile. Airbnb, <laughs> you don't get that. I remember the like original, the good old days of Airbnb where you didn't have to do all the cleaning. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, show up. Are you guys having a party? Cool. We're going to pay somebody to come clean afterwards. That's not the case. Well, anymore. it's like, you know, Airbnb, like any other business, right? We talk about it at the NFL all the time. It's a copycat type of business, copycat, copycat type of league. There's probably one that was one person was like, hey, actually, I just have them clean the house. If they're going to stay here, they're going to clean it. Like, screw it. I'm not paying for that. And everyone else was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm saving me money. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And I get it to an extent, but I'm not coming to stay here and then have to clean your entire house. Like, that is your job like mm-hmm. it is your house i am just paying you to stay here for the evening did i am i the one that told you to hey go buy three houses and then turn them into airbnbs and make money that way and have a passive income <laughs> it's your responsibility yep. that's the way i look at it now i'm just distracted because our guy tyler is in the chat saying that there's a baby werewolf on his flight with <laughs> pictures on twitter and <laughs> Kind of looks like a baby werewolf. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I quickly found it. I saw baby werewolf. Had to go there immediately. <laughs> immediately had to do it. Hey, baby werewolf is in all caps as well. <laughs> also, thank you for listening while on a flight. <laughs> <laughs> Just you want to get back at that baby? Put mic'd up. On it. <laughs> yeah. Take the headphones out. Let them hear it. We are going to talk some football today. Um, I was looking at the MVP betting odds, and we're getting pretty close to the end of the season. Which is, it's kind of scary. I mean, yeah, college football is over. Let's I not mean, talk about it's it already. 
Yeah, dude, that is <laughs> what <laughs> the baby's the baby <laughs> picture has pulled up. That's terrifying. Tis, tisn't it? <laughs> I'm tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, so why? I don't even think I've done any melawana either. But yes, the end of the season. It's crazy that it, it's come this fast. I was actually thinking about that the other day. Um, we spent all off season just waiting for it to get here. Now, now that a tear is just over with, it feels like the season's going by so fast. It feels like this beginning We're of NFL this year, week thirteen. Yeah, I, it's insane. It felt like the beginning of the year went really fast, and then the summer months went real, real slow, and now it's going fast again. Yeah, and with the MVP talk, I just don't know, and I even put it in the title. Feels like it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I feel I mean, like he's it having is a until great year, and just... no one else is really doing anything. Like even Jalen Hurts, he's been all right. Tua's been pretty good. I don't know that they're doing anything that's like, oh, you can challenge. Patrick Mahomes this year. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen had a nice little run. He's he's actually not been playing well the last couple of uh, weeks. Who was it? Him and another quarterback have the same amount of interceptions right now in the season. I can't remember. I saw, pardon my take, make a joke about it. It was like, ooh, you know, Josh Allen with 10 interceptions. It was just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It was like, this quarterback with 10 interceptions. Like, this guy is dog shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. I we saw a stat overlooked that aspect this week that was mentioning the fact that Carson Wentz has more passing touchdowns than Russell Wilson. Carson Wentz hasn't played in like four weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> or more. The, the the Russell Wilson stuff is just wild as well. Uh, I even saw a TikTok earlier today that Russell Wilson will be at the line of scrimmage and he's trying to call audibles, but he's using old audibles from his days in Seattle and no one knows what he's talking about. And then obviously we talked about it last episode, I believe, uh, You know his defensive teammates yelling at him. Did. Mm. You know, you can come back on a Monday morning and say you were trying to create a spark or whatever. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. That is just, that is frustration in the heat of battle of a football team. And it, it came through and it got caught. My man got caught in 4K. And it's not good. But with the MVP, like, I honestly, I don't know who else you could vote for. Uh, Justin Jefferson's having a really good year. Tyreek Hill was he was having a really good year. Yeah, I know he's he leading pace for like 2, uh, everybody in receiving yards, twelve hundred receiving yards right now, which is great. Good mm-hmm. for him. But it's still like there's nobody on D on the defensive side that's really showing out and receive like we all know MVP is you know quarterback award. Like yeah, it, it, just, and it is. I've had people mention Justin Jefferson to some of my tweets and stuff like that, or Tyreek Hill even. If Cooper Cup didn't win it last year, no one at receivers going to one hundred percent. Like, I mean, he won the Triple Crown. He mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. Probably and he was on a winning MVP. team. If he would have been MVP, like, yeah, they won the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. mean, they probably won the Super Bowl because he was not MVP. That's just still one of those weird statistics that's out there that I still believe in, <laughs> unless it's going to be Patrick Mahomes because he's been the breaker of curses. He's broken every curse for Kansas City that's been there. Mm-hmm. You can't beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Did it. You can't win a game when Tony Romo's calling the game. They did it. You can't beat Tom Brady. He can't in the regular season. Like, you know, that's just it's one of those deals where you come you know in, can't can't see Chiefs player can't win an MVP. Did it. Chiefs can't win the Super Bowl. Did it. Can't win I, MVP Super Bowl in the same year. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. And looking at the odds, the favorite right now is Patrick Mahomes with um minus one fifty. And then coming in at second is Jalen Hurts plus three twenty five. And then Tua at plus five hundred. 
Then it takes a big jump to Josh Allen, who's plus 1,000. And that's according to BetMGM. So the the odds just feel like it's leaning towards Patrick Mahomes, and he's having a great season. I think that he is going to get his second MVP this year. And I I know it's a little bit biased, or maybe I seem a little biased because I'm a fan of him and his team. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves it this year. In Jalen Hurts, he's been having a really good season as well. I mean, the Eagles are undefe- next season not undefeated anymore, but still playing phenomenal football. This matchup here that they have this week, I believe they're playing the Titans. We'll see how that goes. I mean, the Titans' defense is, has been good this season. I do wonder how much you know success they'll have running the ball and if it's going to put Jalen Hurts in position to where he strictly has to throw it, and how does he do with that? So I think this next month and a half of football is really going to kind of determine it. You know, we hear week 13, so i got five more weeks of football. Do you know who's like a – there are two sneaky candidates for me. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins <laughs> and Geno Smith. We're almost just waiting for that to fall apart, though, right? Like, does anybody really believe that? I, d- I don't think it will fall apart this year. I think that they will probably commit to him going next year, at least a one-year deal. Oh, I just met their MVP race. Oh, yeah, right. no, I'm not yeah. committed to that. But I think Geno Smith, he's going to get another year, and then people are going to remember, oh, yeah, he's Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah. and enjoy it this year. You know, I'm rooting for the guy. I really am. I would love to see him be good for consecutive seasons. Mm-hmm. If I were the front office, I would be exploring other options. Uh, who, though? I mean, really? Jacoby yeah. Brissett, I think, deserves another opportunity somewhere. Mina Cows was talking about that last week. You know, He's been one of the better quarterbacks the last six, seven, eight weeks in the NFL season in terms of completion percentage uh, with attempts and everything like that. So, I mean, if you look at Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he's better than a lot of starters out there. Mm-hmm. Where's Atlanta going to be? Are you really rolling with Marcus Mariota next year? Your What's Tampa Bay? Tom Brady retire? <laughs> You're looking at Tampa, or excuse me, the New Orleans Saints. Andy Dalton going to be there? Is he James playing well enough to get another opportunity? How about we didn't talk about it? What Jameis was out, coming out and saying, like, I lost my job due to injury, and you're not supposed to do that. Like, Shut up, Jameis. You were not. I didn't hear that. You're not but, like an established guy in the league. Like, yeah, that's always been a thing. You don't lose your job to injury. But you know what? Twenty years ago, this guy named Tom Brady came around, and he took somebody's job due to injury. Yeah, that rule went out the window with Tom Brady, <laughs> when the greatest football player of all time has to take somebody's spot because of an injury. You can't reference that. I mean, it happened. Like Kurt Warner took Trent Green's job in St. Louis because Trent Green got hurt with an injury. Like in baseball, you know, somebody's walking out to the field and they stop, just stomp right on the foul line. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, we don't do that. But then he goes out and crashes like four home runs. Yeah, maybe we do that now. Everybody step on the line. Yeah. Curse broken. Another one. <laughs> Shut up, Jameis. But with the quarterbacks, I don't know. There, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of quarterback turnover in the next couple of years. And, it, and me and you are kind of of the take that I don't love this draft class. No, I mean especially with the way you know CJ Stroud did not lead his team to a victory against Michigan last week. Mm-hmm. So he's still top ten pick most likely, but question marks are there now. Yeah, probably so. Uh, looking at more of these NFL odds, the defensive player of the year is almost a runaway as well. With It seems like it's going to be Micah Parsons and his ability to play all over the field. He has 12 sacks this year, which is phenomenal. But he also plays in the run. He can mm-hmm. play pass coverage. Yep. I think he's the best defensive player in the league right now. And, yes, I remember Aaron Donald is still a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's Micah Parsons all the way. 
I agree. And I mean, another name that deserves some respect, Max Crosby. I mean, he's been having another phenomenal season. I mean, it was a couple of years ago where it was like, hey, you know, maybe we should be giving Max Crosby a little bit more attention here. He's playing great. And he's with the Raiders. You're not going to get that. I do think that's a name we need to throw out there. Matthew Judon is currently leading the league with 13 sacks. I didn't know that till right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. But then, and, you know, another guy right here in Kansas City, Chris Jones, having a phenomenal season. I think we can look at it this year and the way he's playing and how dominant he's been against the run and clearly in passing situations as well. He's right there, number five, 10 sacks here in the league. Is he, you know, a defensive player candidate of the year? In my mind, he is. But I also think we can look at it and say he's probably the best defensive tackle in the NFL right now. Yeah, you think he's better than Aaron Donald? I think this year he's starting to pass him. He's playing better than him this year, at least. Yeah, I mean, you got to think Aaron Donald's. He's, that's another year older. He was already on the verge of retiring. He won a Super Bowl. That complacency might be there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we've seen Aaron Donald have a week this year where he's completely taken over. Now I'm not, you know, me throwing away everything else he's done in the past. But I mean, yeah. if we're looking at this season right no, now, I agree. Going just forward, this season yeah. alone, and he's been a little bit injured. I, I think if you had one defensive tackle to choose from this year, you should probably. Pick Chris Jones. Yeah. Man, I, I do also wonder about the complacency of an Aaron Donald. It didn't seem real thrilled about coming back. Or maybe it was all just kind of a gimmick to get more money. Uh, I don't know. And if it was, no shame in doing that. Um, another guy that is has really good odds, too, is Nick Bosa. He's mm-hmm. having a really good year, too. But uh, Micah Parsons at minus 400. Sorry, minus 1,400. <laughs> Pretty safe to, to think that he's going to be the award winner for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and then also some other ones. How about Coach of the Year? Coach <laughs> At of the, the beginning year, of the year, I thought it was going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Boy, oh boy. I don't even was remember wrong? if we predicted who we thought those awards would be. I think we did. I, I mean, I was probably right there with you. A couple names that are getting attention, and I think there are a lot of really good new candidates out there. Nick Sirianni, what he's done with the Eagles mm-hmm. this year, a lot of people were making fun of him. Hand up. I yeah. did it. <laughs> he's been damn good this year. Um, Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins, he, he would he would honestly, he might be my pick to be coach of the year. He might just be my favorite personality in the NFL right now. You mm-hmm. put that guy, get the guy mic'd up every week. Yeah, like even the stuff that he was saying with yeah, Justin Fields. I just told him to maybe stop running or whatever it was yeah. that he said. Didn't listen. No, it's okay to have a sense of humor and be an NFL coach. So have you seen his little clip out from this last week where he was mic'd up? So there's a situation where he's just like, clock it, 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 clock it. Says like 20 times, and then they do it, and he's just like, nice. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And then there's another moment at the beginning of the game where he's talking behind his deal, trying to make sure the, uh, the microphone's working. So he's like, you know, it's just Georgia's clearly the best team in the SEC right now. Like, nobody else even compares to them. And he's like, I'm so glad Tua can't hear me. And then he just keeps going. It's just those little tidbits right there. And then he has a full-blown conversation with Tua during the game about how he couldn't sleep the night before. So he decided to look him up on YouTube. And he's like, yeah, your your technique was just absolutely garbage. He's like, much better. (laughs) I've not seen any of those, actually. Um, He might be the coach of the year, but him, Sirianni, they're right up there. Mm -hmm. Robert Sala, what he's done with the Jets. And the shakeup at quarterback, to be as successful as they are this year without a quarterback, one, is hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two, probably warranted a couple votes. I agree. And, you know, O'Connell right there as well in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Coming in year one after Zimmerman, uh, yeah, great job. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's got the Vikings looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. Got Thug Cousins just stepping up, you know, just embracing his confidence and who he is as a quarterback and just getting Kirk Cousins to be a likable person deserves at least one vote. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how quickly you know we last episode of the episode before I was talking like maybe we just need to give these coaches an opportunity to kind of get settled in, get things heading the right direction. We everybody right now in today's world just wants immediate success. And then you see a guy like O'Connell have it in Minnesota. And then we've talked about it here, too, with Brian Dable with the New York Giants. We have him on the list. You made Daniel Jones a competitive quarterback in the NFL with an offense that is purely surrounded with or, you know, just fueling off of Saquon Barkley. They've got That's one all good you have. Yeah. Like, even looking at these other guys, Sirianni, Jalen Hurts has been good. Their receivers are good. Mike McDaniel, great weapons all around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets... I think they have a good roster outside of the quarterback position. Yep. Good Vikings. The general manager there. Mm -hmm. His name's up in my mind. Done phenomenal. Um, And the Vikings definitely have a good roster. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, two of the best at their position. Solid on the defensive side. The New York Giants, I just don't know what they have. Yeah. No great That's it. Offensive line is still super young. Defensively, like Kayvon Thibodeau has been all right. He's mm-hmm. been pretty solid. He's still he's, he's a rookie. I mean, he's not doing wonderful, but I just Brian Dable should probably be higher on this list. <laughs> yeah. And again, these are bets, so it's kind of like what they think will happen. So I understand that too. Brian Dable might be my my pick if I had a coach of the year pick for just what he's done this year. Also, I, I do know I'm biased towards him. Why? I I don't know. I like him. Yeah, I, mean, I like him Mike more Kaf- than any coach on this list. That we- you know, another name we got to throw out there, Mike Kafka. He's done a phenomenal job over there in New York. We're going to give Brian Dable some credit here. <laughs> Mike Kafka should be the next guy in Kansas. Once Andy Reid retires, go get Mike Kafka. Yeah. Don't did forget you, about him. You heard the Patrick Mahomes stuff about Matt Nagy oh, today. Oh, boy, did I. And you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been watching that podcast throughout the day today because it's a long fucking podcast. Is it- but the best <laughs> clip outs have been, been put out on social media. Eric Bieniemy does not have a choice but to go get a new coaching job after this season. <laughs> like the way Mahomes and Kelsey talk about like the other coaches, and you get to Eric Bieniemy, he's like, "Oh yeah, man, he just helps keep people in line. You know, their personalities just bounce off each other, and keeps everything going." It's like I have to talk about Eric Bieniemy just uh-huh. so people don't question the fact of like, why didn't you yep. bring him up right now? At my last teaching job, the students would sometimes ask me about other teachers, mm-hmm. and with some of them, I'd be like, "Yep, awesome, love her. Like we're good friends. We hang out outside of work. Like, yeah, she's great." Then they'd ask me about other teachers I didn't get along with. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, she's a hard worker. <laughs> and, yeah, she I puts really, together uh, real nice lesson plans. I like her. Yeah, she uh, she started here about the same time I did, and um, yeah, she's good. She's good. You can hear the difference. Yo, the tone <laughs> yeah. says it all, especially with Nagy too. He's like, oh man, he just you know his energy just flows through. Like you know, it's just everything is there. Everything's flowing. We have so much fun. Oh, and the meeting before he kind of gave me a heads up on the plays that we're going to be going over. So I look impressive to Andy Reid tomorrow. And he's like, then I crushed the interview the next day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Love that. You know, I don't know that I've ever heard Nagy get the credit for being like a Mahomes guy. Um, no, because I mean, he didn't get to. He left mm-hmm. that year. The year that Mahomes was a starter, he's like, I'm going to take this job in Chicago with yeah. the Astros. But even like throughout the draft process, you know, that was, um, that was John Dorsey's draft. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current GM, I can't think of his name. Brett Veach. Brett Veach gets credit for being the Mahomes guy. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes even brought him up in that interview. It was like, you know, 
leading up to it, uh, Brett Veach texted my agent, uh, a little Texas Tech Red Raider, just sent him a picture at like pick nine and then pick 10. He's like, I get my name called. Mm -hmm. So he kind of tells the story of like his draft night experience and everything like that leading up to it. And then he gets asked about the counting to 10 while playing Chicago. And he's like, you know, to be honest with you, I just kind of like blacked out. He's like, I just did it. He's like, I didn't realize what happened. He's like, I really thought I was hidden closer along the sideline to where I wouldn't be caught on camera. And I did it directly in front of a camera. So it's kind of cool to hear those experiences from Mahomes and just how relaxed they were during the podcast. But yeah, back to Nagy here. I think, you know, he is going to be the offensive coordinator probably this next offseason. Whether the Chiefs fire Bienemy, I don't think they can fire, but it's more just like, hey, like, go get a job somewhere else. Or maybe yeah. Eric Bienemy realized that himself. Like, if I'm going to move anywhere, I have to make a move to I show about I am the difference. Him last year, that yeah. he probably should have taken a job somewhere else to go prove I can be successful away from Andy Reid or just going to the college rinks. I'm actually not a big fan of Eric Bienemy, and maybe that's shocking. I think he's got to get away from the Chiefs if he's ever going to be a mm -hmm. head coach. I mean, you have to get – as much as we're talking about Andy Reid, you've got to get away from Mahomes too, especially if he has another MVP season. But I don't know. That. Is that, would that help Eric Bieniemy? I think his stock's never going to be higher than it is this offseason. It's just – it's not getting better. What coaching positions are going to be open? Well, if Deion Sanders turns down the University of Colorado, <laughs> there maybe he can go back Do you there. think he would do good in college, though? No, I don't. I don't honestly. think his per I think his personality would clash, and maybe mm -hmm. he realizes that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know that he's going to be much of a recruiter. Yeah. Either. I think if he would have done it a couple years ago when his name was hot, mm -hmm. and he would have taken that Colorado job, then he probably could have recruited well enough to tell kids like, "Yeah, I'm. I got the most out of Patrick Mahomes." Like, well, look at what he's doing in the NFL. Yeah. That was all me, and we know it wasn't. But <laughs> he, I think he could have done that four years ago. Mm -hmm. Now. I don't think people are buying it. I don't think they're buying into the message. Also, hard to sit in the living room when you've got a you got a record. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to take care of your son. Oh, are you? Because you don't take care of yourself. <laughs> so I I don't know. I do think Mike Kafka, how we got started on this little tangent, yeah, definitely deserves a lot of credit, and Brian Dable too for nabbing him. I think you know us mm -hmm. as Chief fans, uh, we're aware of Kafka and kind of. Felt like he might be the next guy for Brian Dable to sweep in and grab him. Like, no, he's coming with me. Actually, mm -hmm. it was a, a wonderful move. So, like coach of the year, I think I would go Brian Dable. I think he would get my vote if I had to pick between one of these guys. If I had to make the vote, I think I would go with McDaniel, just because I think with O'Connell, I think it's going to be close. Solid, I think they're going to just pretty much fall off. I think Mike White had one good week, mm -hmm. prove me wrong, do it again, kind of one of those situations. And with Dable, I think you're going to run into a tough schedule ahead at the end of the year, and it's hard to rely on a running back for an entire season. So I wonder if things are going to fall apart there as well. So if I was putting in an official vote, it would be for McDaniel. Yeah. And with the Jets, too, I, I'm i kind of right there with you. I want to see what happens with Mike White. Like, do it again. Not, not doing it once in the NFL is hard. Mm -hmm. See if you can do it again. But we've seen, like, with Fitzmagic, right, where he has, like, a three-week a three week stretch where he's playing stellar ball, and then it just – Boom, nosedives. Right. With Mike White, let's say it does nosedive like that. Can you bring Zach Wilson back in? I know, and that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, be like, hey, this is your team. You might have to go to Joe Flacco. Like, if things don't work out with Mike White, you might have to go to Joe Flacco. And the, I haven't heard anything about Zach Wilson for this week, honestly. Uh uh. Like, is he, is he suiting up? And maybe that's probably the best thing for Zach Wilson is that he's not being talked about right now. Like, go ahead and sing the praises of Mike White. Because when he fucks up, guess who they're going to ask to come back in? 
mm-hmm. me. And if you're Zach Wilson, roll with that. If you're not, ugh. I can't help but just not like Zach Wilson. I just did a quick Google search. He I just didn't look like a preppy little. He just looks like a spoiled brat. Looks like a preppy spoiled I think brat. He is. He is no, a stereotype is there for a reason. If the shoe fits, flaunt it, honey. And he <laughs> has been to no success. Right. None at all. Um, a couple other awards. Rookie of the year. The odds for that one. Kenneth Walker leads it. Chris Olave second. And Garrett Wilson comes in at third. A nice list. I think it's amazing that you have two Ohio State receivers on this list. Oh, the Big Ten's just sitting here just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. look at us. Yeah. And your boy, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I should have drafted him in fantasy, decided not to. Well, you did, and then <laughs> you didn't. In our fantasy draft, Kenneth you, Gainwell, man, big you drafted fanatic. right in front of me. For those of that maybe weren't paying attention or have forgotten, you drafted right in front of me. Mm-hmm. We both had our eye on Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. We talked about it. Both of us wanted him. You drafting in front of me, you say Kenneth Walker. Me, almost a millisecond later, says, I'm on the clock. I'll take Kenneth Gainwell. Uh huh. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? That's who I just picked. And they're like, no, 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 no. In, in typical Matt fashion, he goes, uh, no, you took Kenneth Walker. And I was like, that's not who I meant. Mm-hmm. Well, Melo already said his pick. Well, okay, let's just give it five seconds. Oh, no, 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 no. Not my, don't mess and up my baby was, brother's draft This pick. was karma don't. trying to help you out. I, it, it was. I it was God saying, move. hey, I got you, boo. And me being like, no, I can do it myself. Once again, <laughs> yeah. I cannot. Yeah, that's what you get for playing help with Help me, uh, father. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kenneth, and Savior. Kenneth Walker has been very good, though. Yeah. This year, not even to like rub it in. He should be the rookie of the year. At least on the offensive side. Him of or Chris Olave. I'd like to see Olave keep going. I mean, he's just been tearing it up. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of season left for those guys, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Walker, who knows what he could do, what he can add. He is the favorite, minus 190. Chris Olave, plus 500. Uh, Garrett Wilson, plus 600. Your other, Christian Watson. Uh, comes in a fourth, actually, plus 900. It's going to be interesting with oh, Jordan Love. But mm-hmm. apparently Aaron Rodgers is playing this weekend. Depends on who you ask. If you ask Aaron Rodgers himself, yeah, I'm right here on the Pat McAfee show. I'm freaking playing. Yeah. Or you if... ask the coaching staff, the medical staff, like, hey, actually, this Jordan Love kid. <laughs> he looked pretty good last week. And we have not talked about that either. Jordan Love might be ready. Sorry for the tap on the table there. I'm just <laughs> kind of excited about it. Dude looks like he is ready to rock and roll. And I think it's funny, too, because I do think that the Packers are kind of doing what we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Like, maybe he is there next year. I would not count on him being there the year after that. And Find out what you have with Jordan Love. And if you need to use this injury to be like, hey, medical guys, say you can't play. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can use that. We can, we can talk about it in the media and just say he can't play. We're going to go with Jordan Love. Even though you know he could play, we just need to figure out what we have for Jordan mm-hmm. Love. And I do like Aaron Rodgers' response. He's like, you know, I just feel like a big brother out there, just watching little bro go out there and have some success. That's a good response by Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It's probably like, a bold-faced lie. <laughs> and it might be, but at the same time, you've sold me. Okay, go on, <laughs> big bro. Right. Like, I get that. Like, if my little brother goes and does something, I'm like, heck yeah, man, congratulations. Like, yeah. My brother is a hell of a welder. Yeah, what if it wasn't your little brother took? specifically, though? What if it was just some kid that you didn't know at all? And I brought him in here, and I was like, hey, by the way, this kid's going to hang out and watch your podcast. 
Don't worry about it though. He'll never take your spot. That see, that's a little different. <laughs> that is. But if we build a friendship, let's just hey, join us. Let's do this together. Yeah. Let's have success together, mm-hmm. little bro. <laughs> yeah. But if but, you're better than me, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while, I'm just like, hey, let him do the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Take the night off. Yeah. Your voice is a little rusty. You're just a little. You're just a little oh, stuffy. Your, your thumbs have maybe been. broken. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Hey man, you, you know, missed time to do the outro music here. Let's look, maybe let's have him try it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a storyline to watch, and that's going to be very interesting as the year goes on, as well. And I actually, I love it. I don't hate yeah. the Packers, which is weird, but I do hate Aaron Rodgers. I loved seeing Jordan Love go to Christian Watson, mm-hmm. like that connection that then turns for a touchdown. Was like one mm, Christian Watson in the Chiefs uniform would have been pretty nice, and two. Look at Jordan Love go. And even some of the throws that, you know, weren't caught or, you know, missed, it was like – and Chris Collinsworth did a great job pointing it out to He's like, that's a good throw. Like, that was that was a good throw to miss on. Mm-hmm. Receiver just couldn't make the play. But that was that ball was put where it needed to be. I liked Jordan Love coming out in the draft more than I did uh, Justin Herbert. Really? Mm-hmm. That does not look good now. But... I mean, <laughs> give it some time, though, because maybe the Packers are like, hey, there's, got some, there's some stuff that needs to work on. We got a guy playing at MVP level. This is fine. We've got him fueled. Let's let this kid just focus on his technique and how to learn how to be professional, and we'll roll on with it. Because Justin Herbert, as much as he's been good, zero success. You know, and I just pulled up his. I mean that respectfully. As pro possible. football reference. We were kind of we were kind of quick to anoint Justin Herbert. We definitely were. Well, he he's came been out good hot against Kansas mm-hmm. City. You know, Tyrod Taylor wasn't expecting his lung to be punctured that evening or that morning. Here comes Justin Herbert. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. they have something here immediately. And he, he has been. He's been yes. good. He like, is Pobo the guy level. in L.A. for the Chargers. Yeah. But we were a little quick to put him with uh, Josh Allen, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes tier. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even like yeah, we do the game all the time. Like, who would you start your franchise with? Putting Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow in that talk even was a little premature. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, Joe Burrow even has Joe been, been to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if we can get back to one ever. We'll see this week with this weekend with Jamar Chase coming back in return. Justin Reed running his mouth for the Chiefs. I feel like this is going to be a pretty good ball game. I'm excited. Should for be. It. Should be Chiefs Bengals. I'm this picking weekend. the uh, just to say I'm picking the Bengals to win. Uh, just because last year I picked the Chiefs to win twice, and I was like Chiefs win would be no big deal. I mean, I told people that at the bars. Like I was like Chiefs are fine. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. Bengals so defense. Bengals. Yeah, they've been good at football in a lifetime. Boom. Thank you, Daniel Swanson. You suck again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other really big football games this weekend, too. Have the conference uh, championship weekend. USC and Utah play on Friday night. That These conference championship games, honestly, I've never been more nervous for them. Every year, I feel like I'm pretty confident on who's going to win. Oh, yeah. Or just I, I don't really even care. I think that we could see some pretty big upsets. Either that or they're just going to be wiped with the floor. And it's like, why did we even question it? Yeah, I feel like that's usually how it goes. Like, we all watch the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. It usually has big tie-ins with the college football playoff. Usually you have two teams. I, LSU, I, I, even if LSU wins, I don't think they can get into the playoff. Really? You're going to win the SEC and you're not going to get in the playoff? I don't. I think Georgia would probably still be in over them. I, I don't think they'd be number one. Who would go to number one? Michigan? Michigan would go one. Oh, my God. Jim Harbaugh, just slap your nuts on the table, man. <laughs> just freaking. That's the you, only one you I'm not going to fire me two about. years ago. Now we're number yeah. one. Like going through Utah and USC play on Friday. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all if Utah wins that game. 
Uh, like not even time. a little yeah. bit of shock. I, I honestly believe that they can win that game. Uh, Kansas State and TCU play at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Hard to beat a team twice in the same year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if K State won. And K State's been playing good the last couple of weeks. Like they've they've got things rolling there. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's who I'm picking to win this game. I took them plus two and a half. All right, yeah, I was getting ready to pull up the spread yeah. and see what it was. All right, so even depending on what website you're on, it's probably going to vary. So just heads up there. Mm-hmm. I, two and a half. So I got Sweet. it at. Uh, I I could see it happening. Wouldn't be surprised on that one at all. Uh, even the spread for the Pac-12 championship game. Utah and USC. USC. It's two and a half. And I know you mentioned like, oh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins the game. I have a feeling Caleb Williams is going to be like, hey, you saw what I did last week? (laughs) Wait to this week. Mm -hmm. This is a redemption game. You saw me running the ball? This, here we go. Let's air it out. You think I did the Heisman because my teammates wanted me to? I'm going to do it this time because I want to. This is my moment. I know they've already done the voting for it, but like, dude, Caleb Williams, go off. Yeah. And I think some of the votes can still get in so voting just opened up mm-hmm. okay you have like a week to do it he's gonna win it though after that performance i i think that he will i i would bet on it uh you yeah. did yeah i yeah. did <laughs> but ring me i'd never <laughs> see you that video but bring me my money <laughs> yeah i i this would be the happiest i've been for a heisman ceremony <laughs> Potentially ever. And thank God he left Oklahoma because, <laughs> man, he would have won another one there if he would have played there this year. Oh, yeah. He was going to win the Heisman this year. Yeah. Thank God he's not in that hideous maroon <laughs> color that they have crimson. Ooh, what is that even? Uh, LSU is a, a dog in the SEC championship game by 17 and a half points. They've, they've already lost three games on the season, I, so I don't think that they can get in. Uh, I think that if LSU were to win, I, I wouldn't be super shocked if they did. I don't think they will, but let's play. If they do win, I think a team like Alabama would get in or Ohio State would get in <laughs> yeah. over LSU. And I think a lot of people would be upset about that, but the regular season still matters. I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about college football playoff expansion. The regular season really matters in college football. Yeah. You can't lose three games and then come and win your conference championship and then just expect to be put in the top four. So I, I do think that some of those other teams on the outside looking in would get in over LSU. And then the one that I'm not worried about at all is Purdue and Michigan. I don't need, I maybe so I've six, even changed my tune. Michigan is favored by 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with Purdue. They play good when they play against ranked teams. I think their coach has a winning record against ranked teams. Well, they just beat uh, their last one, Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you lost bad to Iowa and you lost bad to Wisconsin. I don't think Michigan will lose this game. I, I think a lot of people are, are questioning now Blake Corum going to be out for the year with an injury. You beat Ohio State with him. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Edwards, <laughs> welcome to the show, bub. Do it again, Yep, please. and he's been good for a while. So Did I'm, you see I'm his uh, post-game interview where they're like, hey, on your long touchdown run, like, da-da-da, how would you feel? And he just goes back into the – he's, like, leaning back laughing with McCarthy, and he, like, leans back up, and he's like, which one? Like, ah, oh, my boy, that's a hell of an answer, man. <laughs> yeah, that when you do that in that game, you can do that. <laughs> and, and Columbus. Right. And it, with college football expansion, with the playoff expanding to 12 in 2024, I, there are a lot of people that are just traditionalists and they're upset about it. I, I, don't, I don't think that it matters. I think having two teams make it in the BCS era, have four teams make it in this, you can't really call it a playoff. 
It's not. It's like a, it's just a, a tournament for the elite. Mm-hmm. Putting twelve teams in is going to be fun. Are you going to see blowouts? You betcha. Well, yeah, you, you see them every the, year in you March. See them in the playoffs in the NFL too. Mm-hmm. Right, but guess what? That one time there's an upset. It's going to be magical. Oh, and it's going to be like, hey, wouldn't have ever had this opportunity if you would have kept it at four. <laughs> like you're telling me right now, like at twelve, Oregon State, there's a possibility they sneak in. If Utah loses, hey, you're out. Sorry, here's Oregon State. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oregon, UCLA, looking on the out, on the outside, looking in. Florida State might sneak in there. By the way, they've had a phenomenal second half of their football season. Their quarterback, Sneaky Travis, uh, why in the world is he not getting any Heisman talk? He's been playing phenomenally. Mm-hmm. The stats that he has at Florida State, any other quarterback that's had those same stats, there's been three of them, they all won the Heisman. He's not even being talked about it. Hmm. Yep. That just shows you how far Florida State fell. Oh, so fast. <laughs> I mean... You still crab legs and grabbing Uber driver's boobs. Whole university's gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and the Jimbo Fisher effect too. That is well. just being yeah. a trash human being. Uh, if they did college football playoff expansion right now, and the way that it looks like it's going to go is the six highest ranked champions, conference champions, would get um, automatic qualifiers, which is great. I think that they should. The six you highest six. Mm-hmm. You're, so you're probably going to get one of those group of five champs in there so if you win the i almost called it the big east the american conference there or conference usa or the sun belt whichever is the sixth highest team will get in so you're going to get one group of five school in there probably and then your five power five champs they get in automatically and then you're going to have six more at large bids so alabama is going to get in every year mm-hmm. Guess what? They were anyway. <laughs> they might get in this year. So you can't be like, oh, it's stupid. They're expanding. Those teams are going to get in anyway. How and does Alabama get in this year? I'm sorry to cut you off as you're reading. LSU that. wins. LSU wins and Alabama's in. Yep. I'm pissed if I'm LSU. We win the <laughs> SEC. We beat Alabama. And they did not beat Alabama. Did they? Yeah. Overtime. Yes. Thank you. And if we don't get in the playoff? Oh, I would be livid. Yeah, sorry about you. <laughs> Don't lose three games. <laughs> Don't lose to Texas A&M. Is that one of the losses? Texas A&M. Uh huh. That's a bad loss. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think they if, lose to. If LSU does lose, or sorry, if LSU does win, I would think that Alabama would get in. I'm I'm gonna be mad if Alabama gets in. Like I might throw a fit on Twitter about it with a little. Tension. You should. I I would start drafting that tweet just in case. Just say temper tantrum is what I meant to say. I said temper tantrum, but yeah, whatever that talk is. Talk for a living, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm excited about the college football playoff expanding, though. Um, it even sounds like some of the first round games might be on campus. That would be electric, mm-hmm. and then tying in the other six bowls. Once you do, and I, I think I said it, the top four teams. So the teams that we have now: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. If they did it this year, all four of those teams would get a bye. I think that's cool, too. It it still puts an emphasis on being really good in the regular season. So, like, do you think Nick Saban's sitting there thinking, ah, oh, we don't care about a bye week? Yeah. Of course he does. Of course he wants that extra time to prepare and rest and get guys healthy. So you, you still want that, and you still want to go undefeated in the regular season it, just to solidify yourself in the playoff anyway. But I, I'm all for it. I love it. I have no gripes about no, yeah. it at all, honestly. I think it would be a lot of fun. I mean, especially with the way it would be set up this year. 
because there would be the question mark, okay, who are you know, the last couple of teams getting in here in, in terms of especially heading into the fact of, you know, excuse me, the championship weekend here for conferences. Let's say let's say Purdue beats Michigan. Michigan's still getting in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say Georgia loses to LSU. Georgia's still getting in. You're going to be able to throw in a USC and the fact that TCU, let's say TCU loses as well. I know I'm throwing out a lot of hypotheticals. Let's just say all top four teams lose. All hell conference. Yes, it is just, college football playoff is now sitting there going, what the hell are we going to do? Who gets in? Uh, are you just like, yeah, you know what, screw it. Just keep those four. <laughs> yeah. Everybody lost. It's fine. Redo. <laughs> yeah, everybody come back and we'll just do the playoff. It would be wild. I, I don't know. Even if Georgia loses, they honestly might still get in. So I think the same thing with Michigan. If Michigan loses, you're still in. Mm-hmm. If USC, I feel like if you lose, I feel Maybe. like it's like we really want to see you win. And I don't. I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, there's an SEC bias. I don't know that there is, but I, I think that we're all of the understanding that the SEC is just better at football. Yeah, and there was just so more like if, yeah, if season. USC does lose, put in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, or if Ohio State wouldn't have just completely shit the bed against Michigan, if they were lost close to Michigan. Then yeah, you probably would have put them in. Yeah, you didn't you got your ass kicked? That's a little different. <laughs> the way you win and lose matters. It's not 100%. just about wins and losses. But like I think the reason I say this though is because if TCU loses, they're out. It's like by deuces. <laughs> like thank God. I think I'm rooting against TCU. Yeah, and that was the reason why I asked is because like, I feel like if these other four teams, like if USC loses. I still think the college football playoff is looking at this going, like, we really want them in. Like, we want Caleb Williams in primetime. We want him. We want everybody. You want see the Heisman him. Trophy winner in there. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we're going to take out TCU. We're going to leave USC there at four, but we'll throw in Ohio State at three. And Alabama messes out. Maybe. No, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I would not bet on Alabama missing if one of these teams loses. People love Nick Saban. You're Bryce Young, another Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Yeah. Was- um, another thing that happened this week, not just college football playoff stuff, the Army-Navy uniforms finally dropped. These might be my favorite ones of all time. They look so freaking cool. Like, great job. Both sides, I think, yes. did wonderful. And I, my dad was in the Army. I lean a Army. Like, Navy's awesome as well. <laughs> Hashtag Marka. But I'm an Army fan. Yeah. <laughs> but the Navy uniforms also look really cool. But the Army with the like the tank yes. version that they're doing. It just looks so subtle, but it's so badass at the same time. Exactly. And that's everything that they do is that way. The other thing that I'm wondering, too, is like how many people sees, let's say, high school kids. They see these uniforms like, dude, that's a dope uniform. I'm going to go join the Army now. There's a possibility to go play football there? Dope. Yeah. Uh, I I would do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, I, I know I'm not kid. the only gullible one that's looking at it. It's like, dude, that'd be cool to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It, with the Army uniforms, again, I'm a little more biased towards Army. It, they just don't miss. No. It, it, hats off to Nike, too. <laughs> they do a wonderful job of putting out these uniforms every single year to where it, mm-hmm. there's buildup, there's excitement, and then they put the uniforms out. I don't remember the last time I was like, meh. Uniforms are okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes with the Navy stuff, I was a little bit confused by the NASA aspect of it. I was too. Is there still, any, cool. still an explanation to that? 
Never looked it up. I don't know. Maybe because they use the stars. I don't know if you're out in the ocean, like ships use the stars as like a guidance tool. Maybe. I thought NASA I fell under the Space Force. I don't even umbrella? know anymore, dude. That was, I don't know. <laughs> Which I still can't believe is a real thing. I, I, dude, I think there's because there's fucking aliens out there. Yeah, Trump it's like the United States out. is finally just like that. Like that was Trump's doing. Trump's like, wait, top secret information. There's fucking aliens. That shit's real. You tell me, Independence Space Day Force. is yeah. a possibility. That's based on a true story. Did you watch him blow up the White House? That invasion, I knew it. I knew Hold it was real. Add on to the Pentagon. It is now called the Hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing things. Oh, that is freaking funny. Yeah. We are doing things. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm a big fan also, of. Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big fan. I This is one of my bucket list items. I have to eventually go see the Army-Navy <laughs> I do wonder. Oh, man, that's a funny bit. If Trump's ever sitting in his office like, God damn it, I need a Diet Coke and a big chicken before I read this damn review. <laughs> like, before I read this report, give me some food. <laughs> Bring me my Mickey D's. Well, we've all been there. Maybe hungover <laughs> or maybe just hangry. Before I clean this house, I got to give me some dinner. <laughs> I've seen the coffee mugs that are like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. <laughs> or the ones that have the levels of like, you can talk to me now. Like, don't talk yeah. to me yet. <laughs> yeah. We're almost there. Okay, you can talk yeah, to me. You can ask me questions. <laughs> yeah. But I, this game is going to be Saturday, December 10th. So another week away from the Army-Navy game. The uh, record's not that great this year, but it's still... It's a really cool game. I, I don't usually, honestly, watch it. It's not like a, I'm going to stop my Saturday and shut it down for triple option football. <laughs> I'd love to be that guy one day that tells you that I could do that. I'm just not there. I'm so glad you admitted that because I thought you have been. Because there are times I watch that game and I was just like, this is so boring. Usually I watch it for a little bit. And there was one year where there was like um, a blizzard. Yeah, it was and a couple years ago. Army was wearing all white, I believe. It's like you couldn't even see them on the field. Mm. I watched that one. That was. I think the final score was like three to six or something. Yeah, you probably just over there like, man, running the ball, snow game. Mm -hmm. Just ripped a hole in your jeans. Boner alert. I also that was did, a little inappropriate. I apologize. <laughs> the triple option that they run out of the flex bone. I hate it. Honestly, hate it. I know that I'm like a big run the football guy, and you know that about me. Mm -hmm. And I love to run the triple option. I like the spread triple option. Uh, this stuff that they run, I had to do it in high school as a non-mobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. So dumb. It's <laughs> so one of the dumbest game plans ever. It's like, where do you have athletes? Oh, you have speed on the outside and you've got some height at receiver. Wonderful. If nothing on the offensive line, they just spread the ball out. All we had to do was throw. Oh, you have a quarterback that can barely run? Let's let him run the triple option. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't need to read Veer right now. Let me throw a bubble screen. Anyway. That's my tangent about football. Uh, I, I do love this game. I don't know how much time I will spend watching it. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it at all, honestly. But the uniforms? I'll be doing my thing Saturday. That yeah. game. Yeah. That's, you said it weird. I don't know. I guess I did. <laughs> be living, man. I'll be keeping an eye on games. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, of course, those Sunday slated games as well. But I think that's pretty much it for us today. Not a lot going on in the sports world. It's almost time to get into basketball season. Yeah, I mean, we got college basketball on right now. Look at our, our team, number two, Texas. I honestly, I can't take credit for being a Texas fan, though. I'm, I'm really not. I know I get I tagged will, in some of the am. tweets. Yeah. I get text messages about it. Uh, it's cool to see them have a number two next to their name. You don't get to see that in men's sports very often for Texas. <laughs> but I'm honestly not Ouch. a Texas basketball fan. Yeah. 
But I, because I'm a Texas football fan, if people think I am. Are you allowed to have multiple – or maybe I should just ask this. Am I allowed to have multiple teams to root for in college basketball? I'll say there's three. Mm-hmm. There's I used to I, I talked about well, it a lot last year. You I don't used have to like a favorite kids. team though. Like you don't have one that you've like. No, I just root for teams. I like Texas. You know what I mean. I want to see Texas mm-hmm. be good. That's probably if I someone was like pick one, but fine, Texas. Right now it's working out great. Five years ago it's like mm, <laughs> I don't really care. Kansas sucks. used to hate them, but now it's like I watched them really? win. I watched them win last year, and I was just I had so much fun watching the games, and I was like I found myself rooting for them. I was like. I actually like this. And then I started following them on social media. And I was like, I like this even more. Like, this is awesome. I still don't like them. Sorry, Brooks. And I did. I still and, like them. But the, here's the thing. I've done the same thing with Duke. I never hated Duke. It was just one of those deals where I was like, why the hell are you always so good? And it doesn't look like you have anybody that's really that good at basketball on your team. Yeah. And they have another big white guy this exactly. year. Exactly. And it looks and like people are probably going to eventually hate him. Mm-hmm. That gets me going. It turns I know. Me and like that, like <laughs> indoor Cameron or Cameron. Cameron indoor, indoor. Right? It's just yeah. like. Excuse my disrespect. There. I didn't mean <laughs> yeah. to do that. I saw that. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, fucking fix it. Okay. <laughs> that was your tone there. But it's like. Get Head it. arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, okay. That's fair. It's like, it's fun though. Like, and it's, it's cool to see that in their traditions that, you know, they display on social media that I didn't realize before. And like how much hype is truly there instead of just like getting to March Madness and be like, oh, who are the best teams? Mm, same teams here. Getting to follow along into the offseason here as, you know, they bring in new coaches that are excited from Kansas and Texas, of course, with Chris Beard a couple of years ago. It's like this is so much fun to in some way, shape, or form be a part of. Well, just to see kind of take place and go. I'm not a Texas fan, but I, I'll root for them. It, again, they're, they're up a couple points. It looks like they're going to win this game over mm-hmm. Creighton. That's awesome. I'm just – I'm not like a big diehard guy. I, I wouldn't consider myself a Texas fan. For of basketball, and I I grew up being a Duke fan. Mm-hmm. I was a Duke basketball fan before I was a Texas football fan. Really? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duke might have been my first favorite team. The old Duke Blue basketball. Devils. Yeah. I had a guy that used to work for my dad that did concrete construction. He was a Duke fan. I mean, he had like multiple Duke tattoos. But like when they'd get home from work, he'd like shoot hoops with me a couple times, and he'd say like a Duke player's name and shoot. And the guy just irritated the piss out of me. So I hated Duke because of that. I just might as well tell the truth. <laughs> it happens. And I was like, stop stealing my dad's like tools. Like, I know you're doing it. I just watched <laughs> you take from his truck to his. But as I was shooting my shot, get out of here, dude. Your literal shot, not your figurative shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to end the show so I can ask you who <laughs> that guy's name is. But we do appreciate you guys joining us. A couple of you in the live chat again here on the call on app or get us on Apple or Spotify. We do appreciate you guys and we will talk to you real soon.